0: You are listening to the 8% Nation podcast, created to help you become a top producer in the insurance industry. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to the 8% Nation podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you get into the 8% of insurance agents. That means 92% of insurance agents fail. Ryan Lodi is joining us. He is a monster producer, an incredible, amazing final expense producer, Cody. I cannot wait to get into him.
0: Dude's an 8%er, that's for sure.
1: Hey, you are not in the 8%, buddy. You're in the point zero zero eight percent Boom. You know what I mean? So what we want to do is we want to get to know you a little bit. We want to introduce you to the audience. Um, quick disclaimer, don't recruit him. He's already yeah, got a home. Yeah. He's, know, he's happy. He's happy. You know, we, we're, we're finding a trend of people that we put on this podcast are getting blasted with recruiting messages, so he, he's good dude, to go on that.
0: When you have the biggest audience in the insurance industry, it's going to happen. That's true. You know? That's but true. But dude, Ryan can handle it, and he'll. you know what's funny? He'll probably end up recruiting people that want to recruit him, That's because he, he's a stud. He is a stud. Ryan, man, welcome, buddy.
2: Oh, hey, guys. Well, appreciate you having me on today. How's everyone going?
1: We're going good, man. We're going good. So, hey, we're going to start off. We just want to kind of get to know you a little bit as a person. Um, I would like for you to tell us where you're at, um, just kind of who you are. Like, what you know, how, how old are you? When did you get started? All the all that good stuff. Like, let, let's just get
2: to know Ryan Lodi a little bit. Yes, sir. So, I'm here in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm 21 years young. 21, the infamous 21, where everyone... You know, they they're turning that drinking age, you're usually going out and partying and whatnot. But hey, mm. I'm I'm out here, I'm working, I'm I'm devoting my full attention, my full focus into growing my business, growing myself, you know, personally, financially, spiritually, physically, and mentally. Boom. And ba- basically what, what I'm doing is I'm I'm selling sleep and peace of mind. Most importantly, specifically, I'm selling final expense life insurance to the senior market specifically 55 to 79 years of age and I'm working 10 to 12 hours a day I'm going out there every single day with my number one primary target on customer acquisition and growing my book of business most importantly helping others while also at the same time helping myself
1: dude how long how long have you been in the uh, final expense industry man like when did it all start for you
2: oh man great great question great question so I got, I got licensed back in October of 2017. I probably started the process maybe like the summer of 2017. It was just an opportunity that jumped out to me. Um, I, I actually visited my cousin, um, Michael Lawrence, out in Charlotte, North Carolina. He was out there with his buddy, uh, Henry Meinberg, you know, gr- great people there. And I went out to visit them in Charlotte, you know, just to visit them, see what it's about, you know, just spend time with my cousin and they were telling me about what they were doing specifically the final expense insurance. They kind of brought out, you know, how much money you can make in this business. They kind of like uh, re- reeled me in, if, if you might say, and I just saw it as an opportunity. I, I jumped into it and you know, I just went from there. I took it, you know, didn't have any direction in my life. And so I was like, Hey, see where this takes me. I'll go all in, go both feet in. And, Now here I am now. So like I said, started back in 2017 when I first originally got licensed and I probably was part-time maybe for about six months to a year. And then, you know, finally, probably I'd say just last year of November, I actually started going full-time and I I mean full-time like 40 leads a week, which is the only full-time that I would actually consider being full-time. 40 leads a week, and yeah, I just started back in November full time, probably. Dude, that's awesome, man. So you started started
0: from the bottom, now we're here.
1: So you and Cody started about the same time. You were 19 when you started. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I was, I was. Uh, man, dude, that's incredible, dude. Nineteen couldn't even have a beer yet, but you're out there selling hundreds of thousands of dollars insurance.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, one of my first trips ever. I don't think I could even drink champagne on that trip or something like that, if I remember right. But <laughs> first insurance trip. But man, he's uh he's thinking bigger than I was at that age, which is freaking awesome. I, and, I, and I appreciate that. Just like outside looking in, you know if you keep this mindset and this discipline and you know, and this focus and this, you know, the, the thought behind it all, if you can keep all that, you know, and not let all the haters get in the way and, and, and life get in the way, dude, you're going to freaking do something, man. And you already are, but holy freaking crap. Can you imagine this dude at 41?
1: Good grief, man. Well, and, and Ryan, one of the things too that I respect about you is, is you're state, you seen ever since I've known you, which hasn't been that long, it's only been several, you know, several months, but you seem to be laser focused and you know where you're going and you don't seem swayed by anything. It's like you seem like you're just on your way. You know where you're going. And that's going to be part of the the, the content that I want to get into today. I took a bunch of notes on you today because you are you are a sharp guy. And I think there's a lot of, of young um, people that are looking for something to do with their life that I think, you know, it's one thing to have Cody and I. You know, sit up here and, you know, have a young guy in college be like, man, but those guys are, you know, in their 30s almost, almost. And uh, but mm. to to look at a 21 year old doing it, you know, um, I'm, I actually showed. I think I told you this when I first met you, I actually showed my nine year old son. I said, hey, boy. I said this is ryan Lodi. he's 21 years old and he's making the money that he's making i'm like look at what he's doing you can do this too and i could see my son kind of click you know it was awesome man so um well w- what i want to do is i want to cr- creep in just a little bit on something you talked about and i want to just d- explore that um before we get into to the major content of goal setting and how you've, you've accomplished that you said you were part-time and then went full-time uh what made you decide First off, what did you consider part time, and 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 before, and then what made you decide to go full time? What was that transition like?
2: So, transition was actually it was a bit fearful. It got me uncomfortable. But you know, being part time, I, I think about twenty twenty leads a week, and that, that I consider that part time. Even thirty leads a week, man, that's part time. You're 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 only going to be you know working like six to eight hours. Uh, a day and <laughs> you're not even going to be able to work the whole week because you're, you're going to exhaust those 30 leads. Like right now, if I was working 30 leads a di- a week and I was working 10 to 12 hours a day, like I am right now, man, I'm running through those leads in a couple days and I would literally have to grind each and every single lead, which is not what you want to do. You want to freaking fill that pipeline so big. You want to get a massive pipeline so you don't have to be so reliant on one single lead but part-time to answer your question part-time about 20 30 leads a week six to eight hours a day that's part-time that that's what the average human being works nowadays if you want to be average so be it hey i'm not going to judge you that's not me but you guys whoever's watching this they can certainly be average working six hours a day and 20, 20 30 leads a week maybe like five to seven k every every week if, you, if you're lucky and is that that's part time
0: it's five to and so you got 20 30 leads a week uh six eight hours a day you know five to seven k a week is that diaper doo doo baby money for ryan Lodi? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man
0: dude that's good that's good, thank you for sharing that that's awesome i I love that's what I'm talking about about the freaking mindset man uh most agents you described them, but what you what you actually described is probably the average agent the most agents aren't doing you know aren't buying leads at all like like ninety two percent of them probably are barely buying leads just a little bit inconsistently, you know um which you seem to think, you know, you need to buy leads consistently or at least have leads to work consistently. Obviously, that's been a success for you clearly, and everybody we know, that's like a part of business. You got to have a system, you got to be consistent. Uh, they're you know working you know 6-8 hours a week is is probably average, you know, maybe even, you know, um, 5k a week is probably still above average, but for you, I love that the mindset of it is I don't care what other people are doing. I don't care what average is. I don't care even what above average is. I want to like 10 X average, you know, and I know that's something you talk about, you know, Cardone and 10 X rule and all that, dude, I just love the mindset. And so thank you for sharing that, especially being 20 freaking one years old. You just don't see it much.
1: No, no. And so, but what I want to ask though, specifically is, um, what, what made it click in your mind to go to quote unquote full-time you explained what part-time was, but was it just, okay, I got a taste, I want to go all in? Or what, what was it that clicked in your mind?
2: Honestly, I, th- I think I always wanted to go full time. I think it was a little bit of fear that held me back as well as honestly being, being in the wrong area. Because I was out in Charlotte, North Carolina when I first initially started my business. And I was only able to pull like 20 leads a week. And then I, I made a move back to Cleveland, Ohio, where I'm at now. And I jumped from 20 to 40 within seconds. At first, I was thinking, man, I'm going to 20 to 30. But then I'm like, man, I'm thinking I got to make hard decisions fast. Boom. I made the hard decision fast. I went from 20 to 40. And yeah, I I mean, to answer your question, I think I always wanted to go full time. I always had that mindset of always just winning, succeeding, you know, going big, going all in. But I think a little bit of fear held me back, a little bit of uncomfortableness, but once I got comfortable with working like 20 leads a week and once I saw how fast those leads go, I'm like, man, I need more leads. Like this is this is nothing like I need more money, more leads, more people to heat, more people to help and just more more activity bottom line because one of the biggest things is that I I'm most happy myself when I'm productive. If if I'm, you know, not doing work, if I'm sitting around, you know, you know, building content, which is going to be later on in my life. But if I'm just doing that nowadays, if I'm not, if not, I'm if I'm not in the field banging at doors, you know, helping families, I, I don't feel as happy as I could be. And I th- I think that's one, one huge thing that people can, you know, rewire their brain is that, um, to be most happy when you're productive, just rewire yourself that whenever you're productive, you're happy. Bottom line.
1: Right on, man. Well, uh you you showed yeah. up to 8% Nation in a 10X hat and that was awesome but I want to I want to touch briefly on um that you you explained to me that that Grant Cardone is your mentor and that 10X sort of changed your life and your perspective and then that 10X um you guys were probably at the same 10X I'm assuming
0: Yeah well, which, which 10X were you at?
2: I just the first one I went was this year number 3. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: I I I flew red eyed to make it to day 3 of that one uh, after going to 2 I still think two was the best one, but three was still amazing. So,
1: but I just thought it was awesome. You, you showed up to Eight Percent Nation with your Ten X hat on. You you made a statement. You're sh- I could. You may think this is weird. I noticed you, okay, because you you were a young guy. You had a Ten X hat on. Your shoulders were back. You were like walking in like, these are my people. You know, like you just seemed like you were just kind of around. Like your own, you know. I don't know. You just carried yourself like you were excited to be there, and you're just you're meeting everybody. Um, yeah. Was he at the VIP the, the night before? I think he was right
0: at the. Uh... No, 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 no,
2: no.
1: You weren't there. Okay, okay. Next year, you'll you'll be at the VIP in uh, in Vegas, bro. Um, but anyways, tell me tell me about eight percent and what that meant to you. I know that you and I had talked about it before. You know, if you wouldn't mind just shedding some light on on what that conference was for you and and how that you know impacted you.
2: So that that conference was game changer because initially i didn't i didn't care about connecting with anyone i didn't care about you know reaching out to other insurance producers in this business but being able to have that you know that one-on-one connection whether it be you know over the internet you know whether it be phone calls whether it be text messages you don't even need that one-on-one face-to-face interaction with agents but as long as you have a sort of connection with other agents like me me and shout out Eric D. John, man, we, we connect heavily because we we have the same type of mindset and we're just straight, you know, monsters in this business, 10 X massive action takers. And just to have that type of support, it just keeps you moving forward. You're able to talk to other people about, you know, your day to day, you know, activities, your day to day, you know, uh, uh, goals that you hit and continually being able to push other people to that next level. And also, you know, being, being in the 8% conference, it, it was, like I said, it was a game changer because it got me around other people. And once you're around other people that are thinking big, it allows you to think big as well. It allows you to think about, you know, what can I do as a person? You see all these other people doing these big monster things in their life. You start to think, like, what can I do? You know, once you start to think, what can I do? Then you think, like, I can do the same exact thing. Easy as that.
1: Yeah. No, dude, no doubt. I mean, I feel like that's the heart of 8%, right, man?
0: Totally. Totally. I mean, you got, you you got create... the socks on today, bro. I know. You got Sox. the 8% yeah, socks baby. on. I got, the th- I got the Think Big CA socks on. Did yeah. uh,
1: That's why you created 8% was for Ryan Lodi's,
0: right? D- no, t- totally. Totally. Uh, that's one of the things I, I learned and loved at 10X2 when I went is I was around people. Like, I thought I was a – I'm not going to lie. I thought I was kind of a big shot, you know. Uh, and then I went to 10X2, and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm nobody. I'm a freaking peon, <laughs> you know? And there was some networking element. There was a thinking bigger element. There was getting around people, picking up some nuggets. Uh, and just it just challenged me, you know? And the last, you know, it's been over, it's been, you know, 20 months or whatever since then, since that. Uh, yeah, and, and that's what really made us come out with 8% is that theme of doing that, but do it doing it for our space dude well hey so Ryan uh one of the
1: things that um you're one of the most active guys on social media that I know I'm always seeing you post on on stuff you're always doing stories um and so what I did is is I I kind of stalked you a little bit and and I and I found a a couple posts and I kind of put together some questions and one of the things that I'd like to spend a majority of our time that I really feel like has a lot of synergy with our audience and what you're doing is Cody how big are you on goal setting
0: Super big man, super I mean, big. I need to write them down, like more and more. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. huge. Having I mean, a target, having something to shoot for, having something in the near future that you can really focus on, I feel like is uber uber important. I mean, you you've been around you know companies and power players you know for 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 forever you know uh, since you're just a lot older than me. Uh, and grandpa Landon, Grand so thirty five. La- <laughs> in our office, it's it's funny. Uh, but no, I, have seen how even at, in, in 19, you know, um, having a target and a goal and being around sports and focusing on really developing that and being able to really, how important, okay, I've got a goal, I'm going to freaking go after it, um, has, has been, and, and, anybody that like doesn't have a goal or a target, uh, And I know this dude does. Well, this
1: dude does. So I want your your perspective, Ryan. Um, I took a Facebook post of yours that I thought was just really interesting. Um, It was a a picture of your whiteboard with your goals. Mm. So I took a picture, you took a picture of January 1, 2019, right? And so it says, uh, keep your attention constantly focused on the future rather than the past. And then you had your daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, yearly goals. So your daily was two closes, Eleven hundred AP. Your weekly was ten closes, sixty-five hundred AP. Your monthly was forty-five closes, twenty-five thousand AP. And your yearly was five hundred closes, three hundred thousand AP. At the time when you wrote this down, was
2: this a stretch for you? No, no, I, 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 was, I definitely wasn't pushing myself to, you know, to the extremes that I could have. So, what do you,
1: what do you mean? What, what, what do you mean? You weren't pushing yourself to the extremes you could have? What's that? What do you mean exactly? Do you mean you, you could have been working harder? You could have been working smarter? Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I, I could have been working a lot harder. Um, those, those goals right there, man, that's like six to eight hours a day type, type of goals right there.
1: But this was <laughs> after you, quote unquote, went full time, right? This was your full time goals, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those definitely were my full time goals. But, man, w- once I hit those goals, I'm like, I could definitely be doing more.
1: Well, that's exactly right, because then we fast forward to September 21, 2019, okay, and you got your new daily goals already. So that's, what, eight months later, you know, or nine months later? So you've got your daily goals at five closes, 2,500 AP. Your weekly goals, 15 closes, 12,000 AP. Your monthly goals, 70 closes, 5,500 AP. And your yearly, or 55,000, sorry, AP. Your yearly goals, 900 closes, half a million AP, Right. So
0: that was those were things that he had like written down. Yep. goals he was, he was he was he was he was he was visualizing. It's really cool to hear how it started smaller. Yep, it really is how it started smaller. But I, and I don't know what it is why we feel that a goal is great, yeah. right? Or why our mind will allow us to like think small or write down small stuff when in reality. All we have to do is start thinking like this and writing like this, and before you know it, our brain just starts to think differently. It's all—it's all, it's amazing, it's freaking awesome. So you basically increase your
1: goals a hundred, you know, hundred and fifty percent almost. You know what I mean? So, so what the heck happened between January and September to increase your goals? You know, hundred and fifty percent, ish. I mean, well, anyways, what what happened, man? What what was that shift? What's going on?
2: So I, I like what Cody said. Um, uh we're we're first initially just setting goals and most people they want to reach their goals so it allows them to be happy you know we we reach those small little itty bitty goals and then that allows us you know oh yeah we we reached our goals oh great pat pat on the back right i reached my goal but no um when you're setting those small goals you know you could feel happy but most of the time, and and myself personally, I feel like there was a huge gap that was missing. So that that's what uh, you know imp- allowed me to implement, you know, to set higher goals and what you know being being able to just envision what I was actually capable of, my full potential. I I feel like I'm still not even at my full potential. I you know I'm I'm looking at like fifteen thousand is like a normal week for me nowadays I'm like man how do I get to 20 you know that 15 to 20 that that's what I'm looking at now so
0: okay y- you just posed the question what's the answer how do you get to 20 because gen- generally we typically know
2: right yeah man how do, how do I get to 20 um man that, that's a tough one I've, I've been trying to figure that out myself for a while because I'm I'm able to you know hit 15 a week, but I I don't know it, it, I'm not I can't say it's more leads, but it might be more leads.
0: Do you have an appointment center?
2: Yeah, yeah, I've got an appointment center. Of course, I have to have an appointment center because if totally. you don't have an appointment center when you got that amount of leads, even even if you have 40 leads per week, you you should have an appointment center. No no doubt in my mind, and e- even if that appointment center is only setting like 30%, 40% of your leads, and you're over here like thinking like, oh man, I could set more myself, oh, I could set more myself, yeah, but then you're going to be spending a lot more time setting appointments yourself, that's a lot more time out of the field, and that's also a lot more of your time delegated into, you know, activities that you can um, outsource to someone else, like Remis says, a responsibility uh, rationing. You know, do, do do what you're, you know, set to do, what you do best. And for us insurance agents, that's, that's just selling in the field, bottom line.
1: Right on, man. Well, I mean, I can't say you're probably the only 21-year-old that I know that's on pace and setting a goal to make a
0: half million a year. Well, at 15K, it's 750000 a year. So,
1: Well, I'm just saying as of 21, but yeah, I mean, that's – I don't think you're. What's you're, the biggest goal on there? Well, half a million a year is what he's trying to hit with AP, and that's 900 closes a year, 70 closes yeah. a month. And right? he's
0: still thinking, still thinking too small. And so
1: you're st- you're still thinking too small, buddy. So you're hitting 70, you know, 750. But my my point is, is that like when I was 21, dude, I was like still on 7500. No, I was still in college trying to get my degree in marketing and like just bumming around as a fraternity bro. Like wow you know what i mean like i was i was playing, playing beer pong all day <laughs> you know what i'm saying so we you know, do not promote that no no no, no. i i i but no, changed that's my crazy life though. yeah and i changed my life for the better but my point is is that that's incredible um yeah so you know one of the things you know i i want to i want to touch on buddy and then we'll just kind of get back to riffin is you you state four basic mistakes that people make when setting goals and i want to walk through these and i want to go one by one. And I want you to I'm going to state the the mistake, but then I want you to speak to it a little bit um, and, and kind of say, you know, this is what it meant to me in, in my business. And maybe it's quick and maybe it's a little bit more longer. Right. So number one, it says uh, mis-targeting by setting objectives that are too low. We've kind of already covered that. Um, but what, what exactly did that mean to you and, and what did you do to a change?
2: So. Disclaimer first and foremost, all of my sales training, all my knowledge, all my money knowledge all my almost all my sales training comes from Grant Cardo and I feel like he's the number one top salesperson in this universe right now, but um, mistargeting objectives that's that's simply you know like we just talked about it's setting goals that are too small it's going to have you thinking too small it's going to have you thinking at you know small smaller levels than what you should actually be thinking at and that's just going to have you, you know, acting at average levels of action and mo- most importantly that that that's just going to keep you a little bit stagnant, complacent, comfortable and you you're just most importantly you're not going to be growing yourself on a daily basis. I mean, if you're not pushing yourself to that next level, you're just going to continue to be the same person and you're not going to know what you could have actually achieved. You you don't want to you know, be six years old and look back at like, look back at your life and be like, man, I, I wish I could have done that. I wish I did that. I, you know, I wish, yeah. you know, all those, you know, wishes. I wish I could have done this. Wish I could have done that. You don't want to be six years old. Look back in your life. Like, man, I wish I'd done that.
0: No doubt. Well, to, to, to help that too, I'm getting closer to 30 and I'm thinking that a lot right now. You're like, man, I could have done more. Well, without a doubt, but now I'm like, okay, what what do I need to be doing so that when I get to 40, I'm not like, what the freak did I do the last 10 years? No you no, know? no Or like doubt. even the last year, so well, dude, was, I'm it, with you.
1: <clears throat> I was at a family gathering uh, this weekend and I was talking to, you know, I, you know, a lot of my family likes to be like, hey, what's going on in business, you know, because I got a family full of teachers and, you know, just they're just kind of like interested in the entrepreneurial world. And I was telling them about some friends that I have that are just making bananas money at 21 and... You know, everybody kept saying, well, man, I wouldn't need to make, you know, that much for for a few months. And I retire. And I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? You know, like their default position was, well, if I made five, you know, half a million dollars for, I just work for two months and then take the rest of the year off. I'm like, what's happening? And then, I, and then I called them out on it. And they're like, well, I'm just not, gre- I'm just not greedy. So I don't need that much money. And I'm like, Wait, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just the the brain that
0: this this conversation is not normal. It, like no- it's normal to us, yeah. But it's not normal out there. That that's where people's brains go though is is they think it's greed when really it's like Ryan just wants to be the best Ryan he can be.
1: No doubt. And and if I can do more, is it is it greed that I'm pursuing more or is it lazy that I'm not? You I think know? it's lazy
0: that you're not. <laughs> exactly. I like that. That's good. Exactly. That's good.
1: Exactly. So and and but my point is is that us three are all like of course on this mindset but it's yeah. rare and before i met you i didn't have it nah, I mean i don't know about that well i mean i was going for it but it wasn't like going for it well
0: you know what i mean that's what happens when you surround yourself with like minded right that's exactly right, that's people, exactly right. Uh, that are on the same mission as you and i think it's value it's invaluable really so number
1: two is secretly underestimating what it will take in terms of actions resources money and energy to accomplish the target secretly underestimating what it will take what do you mean by that man
2: so kind of, kind of like number one, like I was saying, you when you're setting goals that are small, you're, you're, you're not going to take the proper amount of action. You're not going to, you know, use the proper amount of time and energy and you're not going to invest the amount of, you know, money that's going to be needed to invest. So let, let's look, look a little bit in my life. So when I was set, when I was setting goals that were smaller, I, I wasn't working as much as I could because the goals were so small. And I wasn't pushing myself as much as I should, I wasn't putting in enough time, I was working six to eight hours a day. And I wasn't use, you know, investing enough money into my business and into myself. So, you know, a lot of people underestimate the amount of time, energy, money and resources that is going to be necessary to reach their goals. And in order to overcome like, you know, that That adversity that's gonna come, those roadblocks, those you know, and the trials and tribulations—they're just absolutely gonna come. There's no way of avoiding them. They're they're just gonna come out of nowhere. You're just gonna get slapped in the face really quick. And when you're taking average amounts of action, you know, average, you know, working an average amount of time, investing an average amount of money, you're gonna get hit, and you're, you're just gonna be like, "Whoa, what, what happened?" and you I mean you're just not going to be able to continue to push forward because your goal is so small and you're not going to be as motivated, you're not going to be as committed, you're not going to be as driven and you're not going to be as focused most importantly.
1: Right on. What about you? Do you have anything to add to that? Mm. Cody Monster.
0: It's just it's just I love that it's he's paying attention to I got a those question for you. Thanks.
1: Put you on the hot spot. All right. If we were to if I was to go back and the pool on next to your dad and you, when you're having a conversation to decide to do 8%. And if I was to look in the future and say, Hey man, here's what's going to cost on a time money perspective. Would you have still done it? Like, you know what I mean? Like if you would have known it's true cost, yeah.
0: you would have, right? I would have, most people would not have, but I would have,
1: that would have scared a lot of people away. Yeah. Cause you know, you have a conference and it's like, okay, well I'll just put together a conference, but then it's like, Oh man.
0: Well, when we get this thing to 10,000 people showing up, who freaking cares what it took? You no, know? No. It's like the, the impact that it's gonna have. That's yep. all that really matters, yep. you know, in the grand scheme of
1: things. There's two million insurance agents in this country. If hmm. we can't get ten thousand there, then it's on us. Oh, yeah. There we I mean? go. It is, man. All right. Um I like this one. And Cody, you and Ryan can have a good dialogue on this one. Spending too much time competing and not enough time dominating their sector. It's a good one.
0: Yo. What's
1: how, that how, mean to you, buddy? Yeah, talk through that. I love that.
2: Oh man. So a, a lot, a lot of people, they're, they're looking at what other people are doing and they're, they're looking at, you know, what other people are accomplishing. And they're, they're just simply trying to compete with them instead of trying to dominate, like, you know, instead of being in the same exact sector as they are in, you're, you're, you should be looking at, I know I do. You should be looking at, looking at dominating, looking at just being, the the leader of of you know whatever industry you're in whatever business you're in like like cody man you're you're the you are the leader of the insurance industry and one of the top guys of the insurance industry because you put out so much content you you know you you're just super jacked up all the time you have authenticity (laughs) and you know bottom line so being able to just dominate it just separates you from the from the pack I mean, if if you want to just compete, you're going to be left in that sector of people that are average, people that are, you know, not, you know, putting forth the amount of total amount of action and activity that they could be doing. And if you want to dominate, you're you're just going to be in a whole nother sector. People are going to notice you more, just like how they notice Cody a lot more because he's putting out massive amounts of content you're just going to be noticed a lot more and you're going to be able to break out of obscurity a lot quicker by dominating.
0: Right Gosh. on, man. Thank you for saying that, buddy. That's awesome. Totally awesome.
1: Well, you can you can tell. I mean, it's it's true. I mean, you'll we'll, we'll get on calls and like people know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of the time, it's like, oh, yeah, I know Cody. Like, I, I tell my salespeople to watch his training. <laughs> like, Cody trains my salespeople. That's cool. Um, all right. So, the, the fourth one and the last one, and then we'll just kind of put away the notes and just talk whatever else we want to talk, is uh, underestimating the amount of adversity they will need to overcome in order to actually attain their desired goal.
0: This is one of my favorite ones. This is one of my favorite ones.
1: Underestimating the amount of adversity. All right, buddy. What does that specifically mean to you, man? How did you, how did you uh, overcome that?
2: So I, I kind of talked about it earlier because if, if you're not, you know, correctly, you know, estimating how much action, money, um, resources, and time, I mean, all of these, you can tell they all tie together. And if you're not correctly estimating how much time, energy, money, and resources it's going to take, then you're not going to be able to correctly estimate and be able to have that consistent drive to continue to push forward through all the adversity because like I said, any you know that there's no way of over you know just you know separating yourself from any roadblock or trial tribulation or adversity that's gonna come. it's it's just gonna come it, it's normal and just being able to stay laser focused and just continue to push through it no matter what happens because there, there's a lot of things that happen in my life and I can tell you this much if I, if I didn't have these like massive goals that I'm setting then I would probably just curl up in a ball and I would I would I would maybe sit back for a day something something bad happens something disappoints me and I I might you know sit back for a day sit back for a freaking couple hours something something bad happens in a day when I'm in the field like Say I'm, I'm going out to close someone. I got a massive deal in my hands, but I wasn't able to close them for whatever reason. If I don't have these massive goals and I have these little itty, itty bitty average, you know, spectator type of goals and I didn't close that deal, that's that's adversity right there. That's a trial roadblock, you know, and I didn't close that deal. I don't have these 10 X massive goals. I'm not going to continue to push forward. I might, I might even go home. If I was an average person who had average goals, I might just go home. I might, you know, stop about it. I might be disappointed and I might just curl up, like I said, curl up in a ball and just be like, man, I'm done for the day. I don't, I don't want to work no more. Screw this. She should have bought for me. No, that's your fault. That's your take full responsibility. You're you didn't close the deal. It's nothing on the client you didn't, you know, correctly provide enough information. You didn't sell yourself. You didn't do something correct. So that's the reason you didn't close the deal. So bottom line is, you know, correctly estimate the amount of adversity that's going to come. Adversity is bound to happen. You can't get around it. You cannot get around it. So just like I said, you know, if you don't have those 10 X massive goals and adversity happens, you're just going to want to quit. And the, the more that you don't, you know you don't succeed you'll you'll hear quit in someone's voice you'll hear quit in someone's posture you'll hear you know they'll be less confident they'll be less committed they'll be less dedicated you know all all those traits and attributes that you should have to be a successful person they're just all going to complete they're going to diminish because when you hit adversity if you're not able to continue to push forward and you you quit then you're just gonna to continue to quit, and you won't build that muscle that you need to continue to push forward. Boom! Mm.
0: Goodness gracious,
2: dude, I'm out of I'm out of questions.
0: That was so good. That was so good. Two things, real quick. Uh, anything that's happened, adversity-wise, or anything big that's happened, was a lot tougher than people thought it would be. You know, so you're mm-hmm. prepping your mind that hey, it's gonna to be tough. There's going to be a lot of days that suck, you know, let's, but, but if I go into it with a different mindset, okay, guess what? I'll probably get a different outcome. You know, number one, that's, that's just super impressive. And the other thing is just, uh, you know, it it, it increases your ability to like stay confident through those things along the way. Most people like their confidence will fell or will drag or will lower. And mine does every once in a while, you know, uh, we, we all do. But if you're like prepared, it's easier to really push through and not let it affect you and your confidence and your personality and ability and all that. Like that's just, it's strong, man.
1: Well, and that's what I think too. Networking is, that's why, you know, 8% nation helps that, but also just networking in general to be around other people to me is like the most motivating thing because a lot of times, you know, whenever you like, you know, I, I have some friends that are going through some serious stuff, you know, and it's like, I can usually offer them a, a, a word of encouragement and yeah, I'm going through stuff too, but right then I'm kind of source of power for them. And then they're a source of power for me. And with, you know, with that, that fourth point to me is probably the biggest reason people are in the 92%, I think, mm. because they can't handle the adversity. They weren't expecting it. You know, they hear Cody and Landon talking about Ryan Lodi, who's 21, making big money, and I can do it too. And if I could just be half as as successful as Ryan Lodi, then I'd be happy and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe part of his success isn't his sales ability at all. Maybe it's just his mindset and his ability to handle, you know, adversity. You know what I'm saying? Like, or the, you know, so... To me, that's that's almost the most important thing in the insurance game as well, because you know what I keep thinking, and I'm new to the industry. I'm only four months into this whole insurance industry exclusively, anyways. But whenever I look at, every time I'm on a plane, for some reason my brain goes, I'm I'm driving up, I'm flying over all these houses, and I'm saying, every one of these houses is spending thousands and thousands of dollars a year on insurance, every single one, Mm -hmm. and every people in that house. So what am I going to do to get that market share? Mm. You know what I mean? That's the key, man. So there's adversity because there's a lot of opportunity. So much. So, so much. Go so ahead. Much. any other questions you got for Ryan?
0: No, dude, I mean uh real real quick, I guess one thing I always am enamored with. Um, is there like a morning routine, you know, for you to kind of like kick off your day the right way?
2: Yeah, so so I wake up before the sun. Most importantly, I used to not do this, but waking up before the sun comes up because a lot of people they don't get up before the sun. And if you're able to get up before the sun, you know that you are, you know, you're you're ahead of most most average people and most most people. You're you're going to be a, you know, starting your day earlier. So one, I wake up before the sun. Two, I'm heading straight to the gym, and before I even get to my next one, you know, when I wake up, hey. I might not feel like getting up. A lot of people, you know, we don't feel like getting up and we like, we might let those emotions kick in. But one thing, one thing that coach Bert says is the average people listen to their emotions. Professional people do not listen to their emotions. So I might, I might not feel like getting up. I might want to just sit in bed. I might, you know, snooze off a little bit more, but don't let your emotions, you know, control you let yourself control the emotions be a professional person so wake up before the sun number two go to the gym immediately i'm getting i'm getting my blood flowing something that you talk about all the time cody get your blood flowing get, get your heart pumping and you know just get that adrenaline you know straight pushing 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 number three right after the gym you know i'm taking a cold shower i love cold showers it It wakes me up even more and it gets me kind of jacked up. And it also just has me spending less time in the shower. I'm just trying to get in and out. (laughs) Yeah, because you do not want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four, I'm writing down my goals. Write down my goals every single morning. It keeps you focused. It keeps you, you know, focused on what you need to do that single day and what you need to do, you know, every single day to hit your weekly goals, hit your monthly goals, after that, number five, I'm probably just eating breakfast, and then if I have an appointment at nine a.m., I'm driving to that appointment. I usually have to leave by around like eight thirty. If not, my first door knock would be at ten a.m. And as you can see, um, yeah, I'm I'm here with you guys. So, but yeah, that's that's the morning routine there.
0: Dude, boom. This is a stud. I love it, man. This was great, man. This was awesome. Thank you for for being a part of this.
1: There's, 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 I promise you, I would bet you $1 million that at some point in the future, there's going to be a 24 year old kid that's going to come up to us at 8% and be like, I watched Ryan Lodi's podcast on 8% nation. And it challenged me to get in the insurance business. And now I have a career. I will put all my money on it. That that happens. And
0: now so, I'm a baller like Ryan.
1: So I, you know, this, this type of, I love, I'm an entrepreneur and I love starting things. You know, I love it. And to watch you, you know, start and not just start, but follow through, has been really awesome. And, and, and I could just, you know, we, whenever we did those live trainings, we had many people, well, several people that were under, you know, twenty twenty one, come up to you and say, "I'm here because I watched your videos, and I can do it too." If those guys can, you know, so I love this stuff, man.
0: Totally, totally.
1: Uh, man, I, I'm out of questions for this stud, dude. Thank you
0: for sharing, bro. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah appreciate you guys having me, and you know if there's one thing that you can pull from this podcast is just like you just said, Lenny, you can be inspired by what I'm doing. You know, anyone can do this. It's so freaking easy. All you got to have is that like we've been talking about that mindset. You got to have that mindset and you also got to have a good mentor. Like, like I said, most of my sales training, my money knowledge, which is very important you. If, if you don't have the right money mindset, then you're not going to be motivated to go out on a daily basis. So, You know, just have that right mentor in your life, whether it be you, Cody. You know, a lot of people look up to you. I know, I know that's for a fact, but you know, have that right mentor. I recommend Grant Cardone for anyone, but Grant Cardone maybe might not be your, you know, your slice of bread. So there's, there's someone else out there, but have that right mentor. And there's one thing you can pull from this podcast look at what I'm doing and just be like, wow, he's doing that. Like, He's a no one. He he's 21. He you know, he I'm 24. I can do the same exact thing. Yeah, you can do it. 44. Just go out there and do it. Easy yeah. as that.
1: That's awesome, man. Well, you know, it's 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 inspiring. It's fun. You're challenging me. You're kind of you know, what I keep thinking is, man, I need to go be more uh visual with my goals. I need to get those on my whiteboard in my office and be more proactive with that cuz I have my goals, but I don't really have my goals. I mean, I, I think I do, but I don't as well as you do. I don't know them as well as you do. So Yeah, one,
2: one, one thing that I actually do, that that's just like a small portion of one of my whiteboards. My one whiteboard that I have, it it's just every single day is blocked out. You know, there's little blocks with the date in it. And I have number of closes on the top and amount of AP. And I write down, you know, how many closes I write. Every single day, I write down the amount of AP. And you know that keeps me motivated also if i if i see a zero in there if i see no closes in the day i'm like man okay tomorrow's a new day let's go out in there and kick it because that that keeps you you know that also keeps you laser focused when that's right in front of your face every single day that, that just allows you to stay laser focused on continually producing on a day-to-day basis
1: dude this guy I, i'm taking lessons from this guy that's 14 years younger than me
0: dude i love it bro thank you so good well, so thanks
1: good for, thanks for joining us you need to get back in the field and, and make get some deals done all right
2: yes sir yes sir appreciate you all guys right, having man. me well hey
1: thanks for joining us um guys once again don't recruit ryan Lodi. <laughs> just kidding just kidding uh, all right you guys have a good afternoon thank you for joining us on our podcast and go out and crush it guys